Welcome to Rise Above Performance Train's 15 Minutes of Strength, the show where we explore and discuss the vast landscape of strength to help us all live our best and strongest lives. I'm your host, Doug Fiorinelli, and this is Episode 11, Home Gym Essentials. So in this episode, I want to go over why I think everyone should have a home gym setup. It's not what you think, actually. I don't think you should go out and create a gym similar to the one you go to in a commercial setting, but I do think it's important for several reasons. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss why I think a home gym is necessary, um, talk about purposes of the home gym, and what kind of space and equipment you should consider when you're creating your home gym. And I'll give you you know, what I think should be in there and also, you know, where to get certain things to uh, make it cost effective. Now, the main reason why we go to the gym beyond just the social aspect of it is to build and maintain our strength, our appearance, our health, and our vitality. And we want to keep this going. And we also know that this is you know, something that needs to be done consistently. We cannot just be a weekend warrior and go to the gym and uh, train and, you know, show good results. So it's not really good to do that. So we want to try to find ways to keep ourselves going. And home gyms offer this opportunity. It's just another place where you can train. Home gym can be necessary for people that live in bad weather areas. I'm fortunate enough to live in California. We don't get a ton of rain or snow where I live. So I can go to the gym and not worry about, you know, getting into a car accident, or I can go to my local track and worry about getting dumped on with rain and hail or snow and not be super cold nor super hot. So having a home gym, if the elements are bad outside, you can stay in your home, not go anywhere and knock out a workout. Also, the time to get a workout in is greatly reduced. So some people drive to the gym, let's say a minimum of 15 minutes. So you drive to the gym, check in, change, whatever you need to do. That'll take, let's say 30 minutes. So your commute time going there and back is an hour. And then you put in, let's say an hour of workout, you're two hours in. Whereas maybe you can just go downstairs to the basement warm up, get your workout in, you can be done in 35 minutes and be able to do other things that you need to do. So it drastically cuts down on the amount of time that you need to a lot to go to the gym or also, you know, get your workout in. Another thing that, you know, might be essential for the home gym is just a more cognitive thing. So sometimes that daunting task, you know, of that hour commute can just be like, you know what, I'm going to skip it. Or, you know what, the weather is not so great. I'm just going to skip a run. It gives you that other option to continue to do your workout. There are days I don't feel like working out. I know I do this for a living. Or I, you know, get home late. Let's say I'm out on a Saturday and I've been running a bunch of errands or seeing family. And I know I wanted to get something in, but, you know, I don't want to drive to my gym or I don't want to go for a long run outside or go to the track. I have a few pieces of equipment in my garage where I'm able to, hey, I can get a 10 minute workout in. I can jump on the road for 10 minutes, go you know, pretty hard, 75% and get a workout in. Not only do I feel good about getting in, I also continued the trend of consistency within my workout. So that is why I feel a home gym is necessary for most people. Now, 
the necessary portion, like I said, does not have to be an elaborate setup. You want to find your own personal kind of space with this gym. Yes, it could be dubbed with something else. So mine is my garage. I have um, a little bit of space down there where I can do some work. I personally have, I think, five kettlebells at home. That's really it and a rowing machine. That's all I can really cram in my garage with all my other things in there. Those just kind of give me the versatility I need. So when I need to go down there, I have that space. It's not completely dedicated, but I don't have to move a bunch of things around. So there's like no laundry hanging from my rower or, you know, the weights aren't tucked in a corner collecting dust and I have to move a bunch of things. They're right in front. I can pull them out into the space that I kind of commit to my gym or my training area and I can do the workout and easily put things away where I'm not in the way and it's not like a barrier for me to work out. You got to have things right in front of you to kind of constantly remind you to do things. Whether, you know, it's your rower just sitting there going, hey, you haven't used me in a while or the kettlebells. Hey, I'm right here. You know, knock out. Let's get 100 swings in and get that workout in. So that's kind of what you want. You want to have that kind of dedicated area where it's easy to get to, easy to see your equipment. And it's like that low barrier entry where you can knock out that workout and get it done. So I told you about my own space. Now, when you're creating your own space, you want to determine your purpose for that space or for that gym. So my purpose was to have a small spot where I can get a workout in for days like I mentioned earlier. So when I'm out all day on a Saturday or Sunday and I come home and I enjoy working out, it clears my mind, I feel better about myself and I'm a, I tend to work out every day. So just getting something in, it's going to vary. It's right there in front of me and I have that option where I don't have to drive more to go to the gym. So I didn't need much. I knew at home I'm not set up for big, huge squats or barbell work because I just don't have the space. So I don't have those things. I have those uh, five kettlebells and I don't even have doubles of kettlebells. The doubles would be nice, but I have a low hanging roof. So I'm not going to be doing like double presses. I have to kind of, you know, go at an angle on one side to single press, and which works. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything too elaborate. So I know I'm not going to get my, let's say my best workouts or break personal records inside my garage. It's just to get the work done and keep myself going and feel good about myself. So I have those five kettlebells. I also have a dedicated floor mat. So it's a four by six kind of uh, rubber mat that most gyms have. So I have that so I don't damage anything. And that's my dedicated area where the weights are going to stay or I'll sweat on that and easily clean it up. And like I said, I have my rower in the middle. So the purpose for me in my home gym is to, it's basically my little insurance policy. It's there that I don't have any excuse to not get my workouts in. For someone else, as you saw, you know, during the last few years with the pandemic, you know, a lot of people weren't going to gyms especially commercial gyms. So they wanted to create a workout area uh, for themselves that could basically take over that gym environment. So they got more weights. So they got racks. So they got dumbbells. Uh, they have barbells. And if you got the space for that, that is awesome. So if you're going to use it like me as a more of a like an insurance thing or like a, just a quick workout type thing, you don't need a lot of equipment. I would just get the essentials. If you're going to use it more like a replacement for your gym, your commercial gym, 
then yes, you're going to get more equipment and you're going to have to think about like what you need and with the space. Going into that, you got to figure out what space you have and then what are the essential equipment that you need. Maybe you have a huge, you know, barn or warehouse kind of thing where you live where you can have spaces unlimited. If you're going to have just yourself working out or a bunch of people, you know, you're going to need obviously a bigger space and more weights. Um, I always try to focus on things that I'm going to use. I don't, I hate to buy things even for my own gym, my business. I hate to buy things that don't get used. Definitely some things get used more than others, but I'm kind of constantly like what is going to get used by people, myself, and get me the most bang for my buck and have space. My gym, commercial gym at, at work is, um, a little more open. I kind of pushed everything off to the side of the walls and I like having open space so I can just grab whatever and, and use that, whether it's in a class or for myself. So I kind of kept that theme going with my home gym. Yes, the rower takes up a little bit of space, but it's something I use and it's simple to jump on. Uh, the kettlebells are easy to put off to the side, but they're very versatile. I can do squats. I can do swings. I can do presses. I can do floor presses. There's really nothing I can't do and they don't take up a lot of space and they're a good bang for the buck. So make sure that if you're buying a piece of equipment, whether it be cardio equipment or weights, that you're going to use it. Also consider if someone else is gonna use your space. So I have, my wife uses my the workout space as well. She doesn't jump on the rower as much. Um, she, she likes different types of cardio, but she does use the kettlebells quite frequently. So that is, a, that is an option for her. So I got equipment that we would both use. Like I said, the rower, she'll jump on it in a pinch, but it's not her favorite thing. I, I found cardio equipment to be kind of the most divisive or opinionated, I shouldn't say divisive, but opinionated kind of thing. So, you know, she enjoys more of the running. I do enjoy running, but with my cranky knee, um, I find the rower to be a welcome relief. So, you know, if my knee's bothering me and I need to get a little bit of cardiovascular work in, jumping on the rower is much more friendly to my knee. So I don't feel like, uh, you know, I'm hobbling around for 10 minutes afterwards. Also, I feel with the rower, I can get a very good workout in a matter of 10 minutes. If I go pretty hard, you know, I can get a good 10 minute workout in. So consider who else is going to use your space. So if you have a wife or if you have a kids, you know, kids get curious and want to use um, weights which is probably another good reason why having a home gym is um, something to consider. You know, if you want to get your kids on a healthy path, if you leave it at the gym, they kind of know you're going to the gym, but they don't know what you're doing there. But if you go downstairs and you're working out and your son or daughter sees you working out, they might be curious and you can teach them a few things like how to do a push up, how to do a squat, and it gets them going in the right direction with training. So that is a, another benefit of having that home gym. Now you got to make sure that they don't do too much on their own, you know, when you're not there and drop a weight on their toe or anything, but you know, you can, you can figure that out. So consider who else is going to use the gym. So if you're having kids around, maybe something like a TRX or more jump rope, or you can, you know, divide your floor and put little uh, markers on there so they can do agility drills. You know, that would be another thing to involve the whole family and what you're going to use it for. Now, when looking for equipment, it can be expensive, especially over this last couple years um, with the supply chain being disrupted. So I would definitely look on Craigslist. There's people buying and getting rid of things all the time. Um, I can't say what prices are good, but 
um, you know, you can negotiate a little bit um, with people on Craigslist. Uh, Nextdoor is another good one as well. I don't particularly use Nextdoor, but I know um, people have gotten rid of things and found things within a small area of neighbors. And neighbors tend to be a little bit more helpful in that respect too, you know, so they'll cut the price way down because they just want to get out of their house and they're happy to help someone in the local area. So you can find good neighborly people that have equipment that they don't use or they've grown out or their son has daughter has gone to college and they don't need that space much anymore. Having a space and protecting that space is important. I mentioned rubber flooring earlier. Uh, most people don't need a lot of rubber flooring, so I'd recommend maybe segmental rubber flooring. I have a six foot by four foot square. Those usually are pretty standard. You can buy it from equipment, gym equipment, uh, wholesalers, or um, just companies, but they tend to be a little bit expensive. If you have an area that has um, horse stall mats around, we have one um, over by the coast that deals with a lot of horses and things um, of that nature. So I have bought horse stall mats from them and they're about half the price and they're usually a little bit thicker too. So you get a little bit more bang for the buck when people know that it's for a gym, you know, the premium goes up because they're a little bit more supply and demand issues. You know, the demand is high, so they can raise the the rate on that. Or horse stall mats, you know, people use them, but they probably don't turn them over frequently. And there's not as many people that own horses or barns. So they tend to lower the price a little bit on that. And like I said, you know, Craigslist looking for equipment, um, you know, kettlebells, dumbbells, what, what you can buy off there, I think would be the way to go. And then the next thing would just be looking for sales. Uh, sometimes gyms are closing down in your area. You can probably find that on Craigslist or um, even through websites. So if they're going, having sales, like all things must go, that's good. Secondhand stores are used to be played against sports that has equipment that was would sell, people would get rid of a kind of like a consignment type basis. So those are places that I would look and then holiday sales online. So if you know you want certain kettlebells or dumbbells, you know, look online, look for a holiday sale or a free shipping sale, then you can kind of save money like that. So those are my tips on why I think you should have some type of home gym set up and, you know, how to go about doing it. So I want to thank you all for joining me today. I hope you found this information valuable. If you like the content and want to hear more, please consider subscribing on iTunes and Spotify. I also have a YouTube channel where I'll put this up eventually and also have a bunch of videos that uh, document you know, strength training techniques and tips along with some workouts that you can use in your home gym. So check out the Rise Above Performance Training YouTube channel and also check out the website. Everything's on the website, riseabovestrength.com. You can sign up for the monthly newsletter and get all the information on new workouts, new podcasts, new videos. The show notes will have everything down below where you can click on the links and get to those areas as well. Again, I want to thank you for joining me today. And until next time, remember, all the strength you need is created on the inside and reinforced on the outside. Thank you very much, everyone. Take care.